Dionisio at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's... Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I am Jeremy Dionisio. This is the first episode of 2020, the first episode of the decade. Folks, welcome to the uh, podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. But wait, Jeremy, baseball's not going on, so we have yet another basketball <laughs> game to bring you. Yeah, what's the equivalent of a rain delay at a, at a basketball game? Like a Ron Artest uh, riot or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Jeremy, like I was talking when there was condensation on the court yeah. from, uh, from the hockey from the right. hockey rink underneath, yeah, that would be like the equivalent of a, a rain delay. Uh, at a Marquette at a Marquette game one time, uh, it was Marquette versus Providence. It was about five six years ago. There was a, a bat in the uh, in the uh. arena, and it kept <laughs> flying down onto the court. And they had to turn off all the lights uh, oh and God. wait for like the bat to go away. I guess that's like in like you know Great Outdoors or Tommy Boy or something. Yeah, or not uh, Black Sheep. Right, it's like a it's like a sitcom bit or something. It, it is, yeah. And then uh, during the timeout, they played uh, "I Will Always Love You" uh, by Whitney Houston. I think it was uh, <laughs> it was very strange. It was a very uh, That's odd. They should have played like "Bat Dance" by Prince or something. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a surreal experience. But uh, so, Jeremy, yeah, it's Friday, January tenth. We attended a Windy City Bulls game in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. Uh, it was the Windy City Bulls versus the College Park Skyhawks. Yeah, that's I, I'll I'm gonna forget that name the second we stop hit stop on the record. <laughs> I, like, yeah, it's just words put together. Yeah, I, I don't College Park Sky, Sky Skyhawks. Hawks. Well, yeah, I, I think they were they're like Skyhawks. I think they are like the farm team for the Atlanta Hawks. Maybe okay. the Skyhawks are based in Georgia. Uh, the Windy yeah, City Bulls sense. obviously are the uh, the farm team or whatever. What I mean, whatever you call it, the G League team. It's a G League game. They're developmental the, they're, team. They're the, yeah. devel- the, the developmental team for the Bulls. Yeah. Obviously, um, this is episode number sixty-seven. Yeah, it's number episode number sixty-seven, uh, folks. So this is the Tyler Cloyd episode yeah. uh tyler cloyd one of rain delay theater's favorite sons you may remember him from all the way back in episode three jeremy yeah. and i saw him wear it uh, uh in a relief appearance when he was with the marlins against the cubs you know tyler cloyd might have been the first uh player we absolutely reamed on this podcast yeah you know because yeah. i don't think we we really laid that hard into anyone in the first episode no. the astros white Sox game i don't think we did either so yeah. tyler cloyd might have been the first like he might have been the first victim of rain yeah, delay theater yeah we even uh took pictures of his ridiculous headshot and posted it on his, our Instagram with his big eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it uh, was. Yeah, so if you want to, yeah, if you want to get a little frame of reference, go back to episode three, Marlins at Cubs uh, from 2018, and uh, you hear all about Tyler Cloyd. Yeah, he was very unlucky uh, that we saw him. He only pitched <laughs> 17 and two thirds innings that year, but we happened to see about two of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Okay, so um, so Jeremy, uh, this game was played at the uh, Sears Center in Hoffman Estates. Now yes. you have a little bit of a, a history with the Sears Center. Yeah, I was actually gonna like I, I wanted to google like uh uh what the name of the league was but so i um uh used to work at the sears center for a indoor soccer uh team uh the chicago storm mm-hmm. uh they were part of the ultimate soccer league i guess okay. it was called i'm not even sure if i knew that yeah i thought it was i think they might have changed it to like the indoor soccer league or whatever sure. but um yeah the major indoor soccer league maybe okay um but so it was an indoor soccer team, and I was the um, audiovisual intern. I think I don't even know what my title was, but yeah. um, uh, so what I basically did was play the in-game music. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, like, I would push a button and music would come, like, echo through the whole stadium. Yeah. So, like, it was kind of a freaky thing. And uh, they let me, like, you know, pick, like, the, the playlist and everything. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah, basically, I was, like, patched in. And, like, the weird thing about um, soccer... Uh, with basketball too is like you can play music during gameplay. Yeah, I, I noticed that you cannot do that at, at, in college games, but you can do it apparently in professional games. Oh, uh, really? So yeah, when uh, uh, yeah, uh, like the G League game, we saw it, but you know we're planning on going to a Northwestern basketball game next week. We're not going to see it during that. You can't play any music uh, in college. No. Yeah, yeah, that, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so like, but it was weird because like they never really told me like exactly like you know play it for this long during a play or play it during this. Like they were just, they, they didn't give me much direction. Right. Yeah. So it was a very weird thing for me to like feel out. This all took place in about, uh, I want to say like 2009. I probably should have looked up the exact dates, but yeah, it was a while ago. Um, and uh, it, it was my first time back to the stadium since then, so it was kind of a trip to see it. Um, I only did it for one season, so I was only there like a handful of times. But you know, the season went on a couple months or whatever, so I got kind of familiar with the the Sears Center. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeremy, you know, were there times you know, so you could you could play the sound effects uh, during uh, gameplay? Were there times when you're like, okay, now I just have to play, you know. You know that one where like you know they whatever that whatever the hell that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. No, you know, like so it's weird. Like I, they gave me like these presets. There, I remember one time like they they gave me this like um like that phenomenon from the Muppets. Yeah, like they gave me that one time to play for like the visiting team, and then like the the this the storm had like their like you know entrance song or whatever. But they tried to give they gave me one song like it wasn't like. We welcome you to Munchkinland, but it was some kind of like thing with a squeaky voice. Yeah, like they made me play that for for like some visiting team yeah. too once. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it was weird. But other than that, I was able to. Pre- they had some preset songs. Yeah. But other than that, I got to pick like my own music and stuff. Oh, and cool. I remember one time, like in one of the preset songs was Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, mm-hmm. and I was playing that once, and like the um, the like the owners like. The it was like a husband and wife, and the yeah. the woman came by, and she's like, "Stop playing that! That's too old." <laughs> and, wow. and it's like I'm like Peter Gabriel is cl- he's timely, he's classic, you yeah. know. Um, so I got I got yelled at for playing Sledgehammer. Okay. Um, but uh, it was very weird. Like I like worked uh, like in direct like like the the head of the cheerleaders like also gave me music, but she wouldn't like like give me like she wouldn't say like like at a game like hey listen i'm gonna do i want to do this number i remember like one of the songs they danced to was like lady gaga yeah and it was like the first time i heard lady gaga it was mm-hmm. like that that just dance song yeah just dance da, 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 da. yeah okay yeah um like i remember like her playing that and like i was like i don't know who this is what but like you know she gave me these like cds or whatever she's just she's like here i want to play this song and it's like i didn't check this song i don't know if it's gonna skip i don't know if it's loud enough um, and so this ended up becoming a problem in the story that I'm going to tell real quick. Um, but, uh, I was always like, couldn't you just give me some notice and I could have prepped a song or whatever. I remember one time we had to do, they did like a hot dog eating contest at halftime. Oh, wow. And I was so pissed because I didn't know about it. I would have played Eat It by Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. But I had no way of like downloading it or anything. Oh, that would have been funny. Yeah, I was so mad. I'm like, yeah. this would have been so perfect. Like, yeah. what, how, how many other times do you get to DJ an eating contest? Like, <laughs> it would have been so great. But I had no, no, I would walk in and they would like, you know, I would just find all the stuff out. And when I walked in the door. But so here's the thing. My last game that I ever did there, um, 
they did like they had like a Girl Scout day or whatever, yeah. and so like there were all like there was like hundreds of Girl Scouts, um, and they did this like on the field before the game. They had like these different stations set up with the, with the cheerleaders, uh, the dancers, not cheerleaders, whatever. They're the dance yeah, team. Yeah, the whatever. dance team. Sure. Um, they were like they had different stations and they were teaching. There were like three groups of girls. And they they broke them up into three groups, and they all taught them like a choreographed dance. Okay. Okay. And then they gave the the head dancer came up to me, and she's like, "Here's the music for it." And I'm like, "Okay." And like I put the CD in, and like it's three like snippets of songs that they like, you know, they they narrow they edited it down so it was like thirty seconds each for for them. And they were like going through pregame, they were like going through the songs and like learning like and one and two and three and one and two and three like they were like you know going through these steps and learning these like moderately uh complex choreographed moves right um and so i was like listening to the music and like just sound checking it and it's three songs the first song was like normal volume or something the second song was quiet as hell it was like barely audible and then the third song was normal volume too maybe even like a little loud and so because i had no time to like like master it I had to like do it on the and on the fly and like they all went into each other like in a row, right? So it's like, you know, imagine like song, 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 it ends not next song. Like it yeah. goes that quickly, right? So I had to like do the volume and I also didn't have like a mixer. I had to do it with like the laptop uh volume, okay? Which so like you're like pushing this yeah, button, like sure, ding ding sure. ding ding, like yeah, raising yeah, yeah. and lowering the volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I'm like, this is fucked up. Like, I have to, like, get this volume. I have to, like, go all the way to normal, all the way, like, jack it way up, way up. And then at the end of that song, I have to jack it all the way back down. And I was like, fuck, like, I got to nail this. Like, I got only one shot. And I was playing it off of this crappy, like, Windows laptop or whatever. And, like, I feel like a couple times it, like, froze and shit. And, like, this was not, like, the kind of, this is not the machine that I would have chosen to use. Um, so it comes time like for them to do their dance number. Right. And so they're all the, the and it, it's really like hundreds of cheer of, uh, girl scouts, like little girls, like seven, eight years old, whatever, uh, with these dancers and like, they're performing to the crowd and like, uh, to their family and everything. And so the first group comes up, uh, they're like dancing, they do the song, they, they do a great job. Um, and then like the, uh, <laughs> The song ends. I boost the volume up. I get it perfect. That song goes on. I boost the volume back. I like lower the volume back down. Perfect. I I seamless. Like I I nailed it. Yeah. Right. I'm like oh my god. I can't believe it. I nailed it. And like so I like I kind of like took a deep breath and like sighed and I kind of put my hands forward and like leaned on the table. Oh god. And my finger touched a a little like sensor on the laptop. Oh man. That like you know like when you close a laptop it goes to sleep right. Yeah. It's like that button gets pushed down when you close the top screen. Ah. So my finger went down on that sensor. Yeah. And the laptop went to sleep. Oh, And the music stopped. God, Jerry. The music stopped dead. And this, like, giant stadium, like, all you could hear was, like, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. You could hear, like, the the cheerleader calling out, like, the, the dancer calling out the moves to the girls. Um, and so I'm like, oh, oh my god, oh yeah. my god, and like, yeah. I went to like the like the preset thing that they had. This yeah. like, it was a different machine, yeah. And I just hit any song that I could hit, and I remember yeah. it, I, it was Man Eater by uh, um, Nelly Furtado. Oh god, and like, because I'm like, I got to find a song that is about the same tempo too, because like, it, you know, you if you learn a song to one tempo, you can't just 
dance to it to like yeah, I'm a sure. maniac, maniac yeah, on the yeah, floor for sure. So I like hit just I hit a song and like they started dancing and like I luckily like I knew when it was ending so like it ended and I just like killed the volume real quick. Yeah. But like for a good like I don't know ten seconds there was nothing and the girls were just dancing and like you could hear the cheerleader going and one and two oh, and three God. and four. Yeah. And I was just like completely beside myself. I'm like I can't believe what just happened here. Uh, the third, the second period or third period, it was this, it was between the first and the second period. Uh, it started and, uh, the head, the head dancer comes up to me and she's like, what happened? What happened? And I'm like, I don't know. The computer froze. (laughs) (laughs) So I blamed it on the computer. She's like, she's like, give me the CD. And she like, she like, she like took it and she brought it to like the actual like production booth that was like right next to me that like, Uh I think they like operate the scoreboard and, and honestly he he had the ability to play music. I don't know why they didn't just have that guy doing it. Yeah. But like, she's like, give it to me. I'm giving it to this other guy. And like, he ended up, so then he ended up playing it. So then they're like, so sorry about that little technical difficulty. Oh, God. We're going to give that another shot after the second period. So stay yeah. tuned. And like, they did it again. And uh, the, the guy played the CD. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was just, I had to sit there for like the, the last two thirds of the game, just like completely just like, beside myself yeah uh or whatever like the last two quarters of the game and like it was it was horrible and it was my last game and like i couldn't like you know ever make good on that it was just brutal yeah and (laughs) it doesn't sound like the uh cheerleader cheer captain was very understanding of the uh whole thing no of course i like listen i i i work in tech like i work in video i'm used to like people like not understanding like you know how tech works or whatever Mm -hmm. but like you can't just give someone three songs make them play it and like just they're at all like she like i don't know where she got these from this is 2009 she probably like you know like downloaded a corrupted mp3 from like uh kazaa or napster or something you know a lime wire and like uh they're just all different volumes and like just give give them to me the week before i could have like made it right i could have like mastered them out leveled them out and like Uh the whole thing was a mess and so like I don't bl- like you know, and then I'm also using this laptop that sucked, and yeah. like so it was just a, it was a mess all around. But it, it haunted me for years. It still kind of does sometimes. Sure, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's my experience. That was my previous experience with uh, the Sears Center. Okay, going into mean? tonight. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, if, if that if that if the cheer captain happens to listen to this episode, she'll know now that you told her a lie. Yeah, I guess so. But you know what? She's uh, she's she's diluting herself if she thinks that you could just hand a CD to someone. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, Jeremy, I think this was a first for both of us. So so we left we left the Chicago pretty early to beat uh, Friday rush hour traffic yes. uh, out out of the city. So we left about two thirty three p.m. Got to Hoffman Estates about four. So we we decided to grab a bite to eat before the game. Now, for me, we went we went to Chili's. So, yeah. this was my first Chili's experience. <laughs> Jeremy, have you been to Chili's now, before? I mean, like it's one of those things where like I I can't play I I don't think I have. Like okay. it's like I'm like it's one of those things where like well, I must have at some point, but like Going there and looking at the menu, I'm like, no, I've never been there. I yeah. went to a place called Chi-Chi's. Chi- well, yeah, sure. Yeah. I've been to Chi-Chi's. Is that like a, a Wisconsin chain only? Because they have them in Wisconsin, but there, maybe they're everywhere. There was one in like the northern suburbs at Village Crossing in, outside of Chicago. Okay. Uh, but um, 
But yeah, so I think for years I thought I went to Chili's, but I had actually gone to Chi-Chi's. Okay, okay. Well, it, it was a it was a, a great experience, Jeremy. They had really good food there. They sat us yeah. at a small as hell table. Yeah, it, it um, was like the most intimate table they yeah. had. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so that was good. We got we got an app. I think it was called the Triple Dipper. The Triple Dipper, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I feel like that's like. And then we we were like total like unoriginal clods like we we got like there's all these different options that you can get with it it's like three entre three appetizers yeah, basically a, a sampler platter yeah, if you will yeah yep. essentially yeah and uh, and we just got what was in the picture because yep, it, it looked good it, yeah because it looked good so it was like two sliders six boneless wings and uh, four uh, uh, what do you call them egg t- southwest, southwest egg, egg rolls, egg rolls. Yeah, which yeah, were, yeah which were very tasty yeah so we got those uh, I got a burger for my for my entree Jeremy got some some kind of bad looking fajitas I got the sizzling fajitas or whatever and like, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I will say they looked better in the picture than yeah. they did in person but uh, they were they were alright but it comes out on like this like sizzling like uh, cast iron skillet basically and um yeah it was like sizzling for like a long time after they put it down on the table it was yeah yeah i had to like kind of take my time with it and subsequently i ate i finished eating like you know well after you did because i had to like kind of ease into it a yeah little bit. well we're both pretty serious about food uh yeah. you know when we, when we get together and eat uh but that, that would have been bad for me because I, I don't like to let food sit uh yeah uh, i like to just eat it right now yeah for sure uh but yeah so that that was very satisfying yeah. um and we then uh well then we drove to uh uh, the the state uh, the Sears Center which, yeah, we which was to just the... a short which was just a short drive away now yep. uh, we we were wondering if we would have to pay for parking Jeremy kind of thought we weren't going to have to yeah yeah I mean yeah from my days of going there and just kind of like sidling like like just driving right up and walking in the the back door yep. of the Sears Center yeah. Um, you know, it, it was painful to pull up and to see like a sign that said $10 for parking. Yeah. Uh, so, so it was, it was kind of lame. We did have to, we did have to pay 10 bucks for parking, but yeah. we, we got in there. It was we, actually, oh, go ahead. Well, we did like, we kind of did a, a, a U-turn quickly because I, cause the, the problem with the Sears Center is that it's in the middle of nowhere yeah. in like this like industrial park basically, mm. but it's basically like, like shopping centers yeah. like everywhere. So it's in, like I said, it's in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, and, uh. I mean, it's 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 criminal because like there's miles and miles and miles of parking lot, but then this little fenced off area they make you pay ten dollars for. Yep. But I did. I we we like went in. I did like a U turn, and I'm like, let's drive around here real quick. So we we went across the the way to like this like uh, sports bar looking. Yeah. Place. It, I, so I think it was a bowling alley, but it looked like a casino slash like strip club because yeah. it was like yeah. it was uh, it was it had it had the earmarks of either of those establishments because it was like it was in the middle, literally in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing else around. Yeah, it. it was like this big monolith, like in this yep black in this like dark like empty lot. Yeah, and it had like a dark like a sort of like a dark blue like lighting scheme, and it yeah. looked very dark inside. Yeah. It was uh, weird, like yeah, these these like ominous blue lights, like on the edges, and like it said in the top, like the name of it, and like uh, I could see some TV screens inside, but like uh, anyway, it was like yeah, a sports bar or whatever, yeah. and like uh, we checked and they were open till two a.m. Mm-hmm. and we figured like maybe we could park there and just walk across the way because it was right. like maybe like a five minute walk across the way, mm-hmm. just across like asphalt. Um, as it turns out, it was raining like hell, and like it was, it, it was. We were better off paying the parking to be just a little closer. Right, the five bucks a piece. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So all, anyway, ultimately, we had to. That, that felt like a little bit of a defeat early on because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to pay ten dollars. Like I never pay for. I don't pay for parking like at Cubs games, uh, Sox games, Bulls games, uh, Bears games. I don't pay. Maybe a Sox game, but Bears. 
uh, Bulls and Cubs, I don't, I know how to not pay. So yeah. I, it's against my religion to pay ten dollars for a Windy City Bulls game. You're a Chicago native, Jeremy. You know how to, you know how to game the system hey, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So. But so so all right. So we parked the car. We were still we were still a little bit early. So we chilled out in the car for a few minutes before we before we went in. Uh, so now so now we we're in the game, and uh, we like to break this up into little sections here. Yeah. Uh, so I start. We'll start off. With the fan of the game. Yeah, we might as well get into it. Like this, this, uh, yeah, this person. Okay. So this, the, I, I don't have a name for him, Jeremy, no. but it was it was a little kid sitting in front of us. Yeah, the sweatshirt kid. Sweatshirt kid. Can okay. of Coke kid. Yeah, can of Coke. He had a he had a can of Coke, folks. It was just a, it was just a can. It wasn't a bottle. The soda they sold there was by the bottle, but this guy kid had a can somehow. somehow yeah, yeah. He, uh, and he was having a big time with this know, can of soda. That is kind. Of, a bit like a uh, suspect because we went through metal detectors. We did. We did. And this somehow this kid had a can of Coke. Yeah. I don't know. And I, they weren't they weren't selling it by the can at the vending stand. No, they, that w- that's preposterous. Yeah, you yeah. can't go to a sporting event and get a can of Coke. No, no. <laughs> Maybe a, like a little league baseball game, but like, right. um, yeah. So I don't know how this kid got this Coke, but it was a clear um, like neither of us have kids, and uh, maybe some of our listeners do like. It's a. It was a clear uh, representation of what like a can of Coke can do to a kid. Yes, basically. Yeah. This kid. This kid was all over the place. Yeah. In his seat. Uh, and, and for for some visual evidence of this, make sure to check out Rain Delay Pod on Instagram. Yes. Our Instagram account because I got a lot of good video of this kid. Yeah. Uh, one, I was just like rolling video on him, and he was just kind of like, he wasn't swaying back and forth. He was just like shifting forward and back, forward and back. Like, yeah. And. Uh, just for no reason. Just, just I, he's just a kid. That's what kids do, I guess. They just move around in the seats. Initially, though, when he had the can of Coke, he was holding it almost like a like he was drunk, holding like a chalice of like wine or something. <laughs> yeah, he was like holding it in the air and just kind of like listing back and like sideways. Yes, um, I mean, yeah, we 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 passed medieval times, but he feels like <laughs> he would be like the drunken king, like yeah, uh, you exactly. know, swaying back and forth. Yeah, continue fighting for me. <laughs> Fight for the king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um. This kid was a uh, uh, he was a real he was a real screamer too. Yeah, he I mean? was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so when I uh, so you know that they there's those parts where they ask you to uh, make noise, you know, whether it's a big moment in the game, whatever. Uh, this kid, like, I feel like Jeremy, you've called you've called those graphics out. You know, they'll have like the the noise meter, yeah. and like it goes up, and you're like, yeah, th- those are all BS. You yeah, know? for sure. Uh, I feel like this kid could actually move one of those <laughs> one of those needles. Yeah, and we we do have some of that uh, um, <clears throat> on the video, uh, and so like he yeah he was doing a lot of screaming a lot of jumping up like yelling for t-shirts during t-shirt tosses yeah um in the very last video that we have of him he like jumps up and he's like he's like like he's just like like blood curling screams and then he turns around he said something he's like i gotta sit down after that one or something (laughs) and like the mom like laughed at him or something yeah but um but yeah it was just it was just kind of pandemonium, really. It was, and he had a little brother. Or he had an older brother. He had an older brother, yeah. And the older brother was like messing with them, like they were messing with each other. Yeah. Um. At one point, the kid, uh, like he messed with the the older brother, and the older brother goes like, "You mess with the bull, you get the horns." Yeah, and then he, <laughs> but then he said quite literally. I think that, I think because <laughs> they were at okay. a uh, we were at a bulls game. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, okay. So yeah, so he was a real wit. Um, um, right before that, uh, well, let me say this before that. So yeah. there was, there was, there were t-shirt tosses, there were hat tosses. So they did, they were tossing like a normal, like snapback hat, like a adjustable hat, like a black hat that had like a Windy City Bulls logo on it. But what they also threw out 
they went by and they were throwing these like fedoras. Yeah. Like these like uh, Indiana Jones looking like hats or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like but they weren't but they were dressy the dressy version. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a leather hat. It was like a like a material like a gray felt hat or something. Um and there was like a little like like ring of beads around the base of it that were like maybe black and yellow or something or black, red and yellow or something, but like there was no like Windy City Bulls insignia on it at all. They just looked like they went to like Party City or something, or like they were donated this surplus of hats and they just threw them out to the crowd. It was the most bizarre thing. Like it, it was indicative of nothing con- connected to nothing. It wasn't a sponsor. Uh-huh. Like, but they just threw out these like weird like gray felt like fedoras to people. And like there were little kids walking around wearing them like periodically through the stadium and when we were walking out, and mm-hmm. it made no sense. Um, but at some point when they were throwing the hats out, um, so they come out, you can see them come out and they're holding like a big stack of hats ready to throw them out. Yeah. And the mom uh, of the two kids, she goes, uh, hat toss. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then like, you know, they, they try to throw these hats out and whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was like one of the first things that, that was kind of goofy about them. Yeah. Well, th- there was also another, uh, another part where the mom asked these two kids a trivia question. Jeremy, I think what, what exactly I, was, you have it written yeah, down. She yeah. was like looking at her phone or something. Yeah. I think, I don't know if she was like playing a trivia game on her phone, but she yeah. goes like, who's a popular pop singer with the first name Elizabeth? And, and then, and then, and then uh, the older kid answered, "No one." <laughs> it was like it was just such a, a kid answer yeah, to give yeah. to a question when he like wasn't interested in trying to think about it. Yeah. But then the answer the mom gave, she was like, "It's Jennifer Lopez." It, <laughs> so she said, "It's, it's G Lo." Oh like, yeah, yeah, right. That's right. Because then they get went back and forth about G Lo. Yeah, J Lo. It should hey J Lo. It should be G Lo. Like what? What does that mean? I don't know, man. And then she said like it should be G Love. And like there's a band. There's like this local like groove band called G Love and the Special Sauce that's been around like forever. Yeah. And, like, I was okay. wondering if she was referencing them to like a fucking like 10 and 10, seven year old or something. Yeah, yeah. But like they yeah, that's right. They went back and forth and they're like, it should be J G G Lo. Uh-huh. No, it should be G Love. It's just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you, what what's wrong? The whole family was kooky, to be quite honest. Yeah, they were. Um yeah, they had a uh, the mom had gotten uh sweat uh, sweatpants kid a uh, a foam finger uh, yeah. at halftime. Yes. Um so he had one of those, but then like she took it from him and wore it for a little while as well. Like when he went up to go to the get food or the bathroom. Yeah, or something. The, all, like there because they were with the, like they met up with like another family, and yeah. then that family also had kids, and mm-hmm. so the like older kids got up at some point to just like walk around the stadium. Yeah, and like she's like, go with them, go with them, and then she, you know, she's like, give me your phone finger or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can use it. I mean, that was kind of cute, but like, um, uh, but yeah, so like, but but the kid then like would go on to like when he finally came back he got the foam finger back and he was doing the screaming and he had that foam finger and he was like holding it in the air and stuff at one point he like had it and like the foam finger crossed over the back of the chair into my zone oh yeah i did like put my hand out to like kind of block it yeah he hit me a few times with it yeah Yeah. and then like he i i I feel like he saw me kind of put my hand up and then he took it back and he folded it upside down then he used it as like a pillow or whatever (laughs) but like yeah he was starting to crash from the uh from all that caffeine But he was also, like, doing... Every time he would stand up and then sit back down, he would do this thing where, like, he, like, would put his back, the middle of his back on the top of the back of his chair... So then his, like, head was, like, over your knees, and then he would, like, slide back down into his seat and then, like, land hard on his ass on the bottom of the seat. Mm -hmm. So he was, like, encroaching on your space. Oh, yeah. A lot. 
Um, Jack, I would have like threw a knee up there if I were. You. I would have like put a, extended a knee up just to be like just to remind him that he's in uh, you know foreign airspace. Well, I was I was hoping at some point he would just step step between the like the chair and the cushion. Oh, you know, yeah. like uh, like what South Bend kid the kid that at that South Bend game. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, I know that would have been fantastic. Well, I, I don't know if I would have wanted to listen to the, like, the the screams that this kid would have brought forth. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, they would have they would have been like drilling the seat out like in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Well, with how slow the uh, the medical attention was for the injured players uh, in the game, <laughs> they may never have uh, have gotten to yeah, it. Yeah, we all. should mention that. Yeah, uh, we'll, later we'll, on. we'll be sure to mention that later on. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, so yeah, we, we sat next to some kooky people. We were in the cheapest section possible, uh, and so yeah, let's let's get to that. We'll get to the game, the game atmosphere uh, itself. Uh, yeah. You know, Jeremy, I'll, I'll just start off by talking about the Sears Center. Okay. Um, the Sears Center doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't make sense why it why it exists. Okay. Um, it Fair seems enough. like just a, a second-rate uh, place where they hold, like, second-rate concerts. Uh-huh. I think it was built uh, 2006. Six it you open, said yeah. it's, in the, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. a generic arena. I mean, I get that Chicago, like, the Chicagoland area is, like, a, a big enough market where they can have, like, these secondary arenas in uh, mm-hmm. and maybe, like, a suburb. Yeah. But uh, it just... It, it just it, it's bizarre to me, Jeremy. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't make any sense. I will say, so after um, the like uh, Chicago storm folded, uh-huh. it's funny if you look at the Wikipedia page for the Sears Center, it doesn't even list the... Oh, actually, it does list the Chicago storm okay. there. Um, but after they folded, it did become the home of uh, the Chicago like lingerie football league. Team. Oh, okay, yeah. And, yeah. and at that point, it did kind of make sense. Because uh-huh. it's like, okay, this is a stadium where like... You can have a lingerie football league team play, right? Because this is all that it's like good for. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I don't know exactly how long. It looks like they kind of had different iterations of that league somehow. Right. But um, but yeah. So that and I I remember when the lingerie football league happened. Uh huh. But I mean, I think it. I don't. I never really looked into it at all. But I assume that it was women in like lingerie playing football. Yes. Yeah. Um. So. That, so it makes sense. Like it's like okay, uh, we gotta put this somewhere. Like people will, we can. There's money to be to be made here. Yeah, let's <laughs> just throw it in this weird stadium. Like this totally generic. Generic is totally right. The yeah. stadium is so generic. Yes. Um, and, and you know that may, that makes sense. But then like yeah, but then that was still already like I feel like that was like eight nine years ago. It's yep. so, like what's been going on there since. I don't know. I think that like it looks like there's been some like like weird wrestling events there. Yeah, they had, they had that AEW, like the new Chris Jericho uh, wrestling federation. Oh, is it, they, that, that was that that's that was that federation. Yeah, that came there in August, and they might be coming back in February. Yeah, there was a pay per view there. Yep. I guess. So okay, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, you know, okay, that makes sense that they they had have like weird off like third tier wrestling uh, federations there as uh-huh. well. Yeah. It, it, that seems perfect for this kind of like stadium. But yeah. it is a weird place. And it is. I mean even the name Sears itself, like Sears went out of Yeah, like, they went they went bankrupt in twenty eighteen, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I mean it, it it's just uh, it all like goes together. It's like this like generic uh you know questionable stadium is named after a company that went out of business yeah you know, so this, it, it is weird this place makes uh like the all-state arena look like uh, look state-of-the-art yeah for sure yeah exactly uh so yeah it was but it was definitely interesting to go there uh so we 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 went in and jeremy and i were a little confused because we had not uh previously bought tickets so yeah there, there was a sign that said ticket holders but like i honestly jack i mean i don't know if i was wrong in assuming this but i, I saw a big line of people and i'm like 
this has got to be people who are just all walking up and buying tickets. Yeah. Turns out we were like the only ones who walked up and bought tickets. People actually had like the printout tickets. Yeah, like, they did. Walking into the stadium, like, honey, hand them your ticket. Like, here's your ticket. And like, he unfolded like, you know, an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper or something. And like, it's like, okay, like, uh, the, yeah, I don't know if these people are season ticket holders or what, but we were, so yeah, we got in this line. Um, we were about to go through the security and like, we asked, uh, like I asked the guy, like, you know, can I get tickets here? Do we have to go over there? And he's like, no, you have to go over there. So we had to like exit, walk down like four doors and then go into this big cordoned off section where the box office was. Yeah. We bought two tickets. They were $10 each. Yep. We were we, a little worried that we weren't going to get the $10 tickets because the lady took forever to find two together. Yeah. We were like, uh, I'm like, you know, uh, I'm like, uh, can I get a $10 ticket? And she's like, sure. And she saw you and she's like, do you guys want to sit together? And we're like, yeah. She like, then she, so then she gets on the computer and is scrolling and like it, it took forever for her to find these and like. Yeah, we thought that we were going to have to buy the next level up, which was $20, which is yeah. quite a hike, uh, yeah. 100% for price not, increase. For not much better of seats. No, not at all. Um, uh, and uh, so we were on the, the edges, like the baseline. Um, and uh, I mean, it was fine. It's still yeah. close, but uh, um, there, was a, there was a surprising amount of people who had the $20 tickets. I wonder right. if there must have been some sort of... well. Well, it ended up being like this, like uh, school night, like this District Fifty Four night, which I guess is like a school district or something. It must so, be like the Hoffman Estates School District. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. So they must have gotten like some kind of discount tickets or yeah. something, because otherwise, I feel like with the amount of people that were there, those ten dollars tickets would be sold out. Yeah, right, right. Anyway, whatever. So yeah, that was confusing. We went through security. Jack, you had some problems going we, through we security. Did. I got buzzed. I had uh, <laughs> I had three I had like three packs of gum in my. Uh, for some reason, I I've, I've just been accumulating gum because I feel like I never have it on me when I want it, so now yeah. I just now I've overcompensated. You got any uh, of that on you right now? I can uh, use some. <laughs> yeah, man, it's in my jacket. I'd have to, you, okay. You'd have to stall, Jeremy. That's fine. Um, uh, but yeah, so I uh, I had all this gum in my yeah. pocket, and so the the foil it <laughs> set it off like I was, uh, you know, like I had a a, a couple of AK forty sevens in my in my jacket or something like yeah. that. You know, it, it's it just like I buzzed. Um, uh, it buzzed me. Yeah. So the guy's like, all right, well, we got to wand you. So I was like, uh, I was like, okay, um, fine. And then I, I was just like, he wands me, and then it, it's it set the wand set off where the gum was, and I was like, oh, I've got gum in here. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh yeah, that'll do it. And then he just let, he just let me go. He didn't even check that I had gum. Really? I could have just said that. Yeah. 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 You could have had like a heroin rig or something. Right. No, I was I was gonna say yeah. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Um, yeah, because it's funny because I went through first and I looked back at some point and I didn't see you and I'm like, what yeah, What happened to this guy? Did he get in a long line or something? Yeah, yeah. And then I saw you uh, just just finishing going through security. Uh, so that, that was kind of funny actually. Yeah, well I never, Jeremy, it's, it's funny. I never I never get buzzed uh, by that thing. You yeah, know? It's right. A, the only things I ever carry with me are wallet, cell phone, and keys. So yeah, I'll have right. to be a little bit more uh, mindful of that next time. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't even have any of the gums that, there, so it wasn't you worth get, it. You gotta get those Listerine uh, strips or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a fan of those, not a fan of mints. I, I go with gum. Fair enough. Um, okay, okay, but uh, so yeah, we, we, we got in the stadium, got through security, got our tickets, and uh, we sat down by the baseline like you said. Um, now there was a, there was a lot some things going on before the game. There was the uh, the Keller chorus. Yeah, sure. Do you want to talk about the layout of the stadium real quick? But when we sit down, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The it stadium was, was weird. It was laid out weird. Laid out and like and this it's a multi-purpose arena. Like they have concerts there. Like we said. Like um, you know. Uh, so I knew that going into it that it's a three-sided stadium. That there's only seats on three sides of it. But when we got there, there was a big curtain over like the other side that actually does have seats. So 
it was just a weird looking thing. It almost looked like we were on a set or like a movie set of a basketball stadium, like because there was black curtains on either side, either baseline. Yeah. Uh, so it was a it made for a weird look. Um, and uh, even even with that, there was still this section over the side by the side where there was no seats, where there was like it looked like a like a, a, an amusement park or something. There were like basketball hoops like for kids to shoot. There was like bouncy castles and shit. Yeah. It was very weird. Like there was just all this like sideshow stuff going on behind one basket, um, and then on top of that basket there was a video board or whatever, um, and then on the sides there were the the bleachers like of seats, like the the stadium seating. Uh, the lighting was weird. It was kind of coming across at this weird angle, which yeah. made it seem like we were like in like a warehouse or something. It like, was yeah, and it was a little it was a little dark too. Um, yeah, the whole the whole the yeah the lighting was poor. Um, and but I thought the the scoreboard itself though was pretty cool. Scoreboard was nice, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the geography this, the geography of it was was weird. Uh, there was oh there was a DJ too. I should mention there was a DJ. Uh, yes, there was. Did you catch the little... DJ's name? No, okay. I, don't, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get it. I okay. Think. But, okay. Uh, I don't think they said it. Yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, so then we walked. We but when we did get in, uh, the first thing was yeah, this the Keller chorus, like these this group of girls singing songs. Yeah. Um, and uh, so so um, you know we we got in, we got through security. I made a pit stop in the bathroom. Uh, Jack had a we tagged out, and then yeah. Jack Jack headed into the bathroom. Yeah. And like as I was in the bathroom, this this group of girls started singing yeah and then you were in the bathroom and you heard them too yeah well and uh so so we had just been to Chili's so you can <laughs> yeah, you folks you can read between the lines yeah, yeah sure yeah, but uh so yeah I, I was in the bathroom and uh the music was being piped in very loud there. yeah it was almost like a direct like they call it like a like right from the board like yeah like right from the soundboard like yeah it was like it, it was like yeah. it felt like I was wearing earbuds and yeah. I had them up full blast. Yeah, like exactly. it was very interruptive and like <laughs> not what I wanted to listen to while I was trying to um, relax. Like you put myself in a position where I could relax and watch this game. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty interruptive and uh, just just not pleasant. And I actually when I once I uh, finished up and, and get, came to my seat. It's like right when they ended, so I didn't even really get to see them do their thing. I should say they did three songs. I should say the first song they did was that song High Hopes, which is by Panic at the Disco, uh-huh. which like is recently been in like the Zeitgeist because uh Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg, yeah. like has like some sort of video where he has like his supporters like doing this like choreographed dance to it. Uh-huh. And uh it's it's totally lame. Um, but, uh, and like, it's like this, like, hi, hi, hope, but a bup, I wish you could, I wish the listener, I mean, you could go ahead and Google this thing, but I just did it for Jack there. And yeah, it, it looked good, Jeremy. <laughs> he didn't look too, uh, he looked a little nonplussed. <laughs> but, um, but so these little girls were doing it, and, uh, I thought it was weird. Like, I don't know if that was some sort of, like, you know, like, kind of hidden, like, support for Yeah, political, for political statement. Exactly. Yeah. I will say, Jack, um, before I tagged out, uh, tagged you into the bathroom, um, I was leaving, um, I was washing my hands and there was a guy, there was like this very round man there <laughs> with, with big glasses and he was like at the, um, at the, at the sink washing his hands also. And like this, the, you could hear the girl singing like crystal clear. Yeah. Um, and, uh, at like a little bit of a dip into the song, I could hear that he was singing along and he goes like, 
hi hopes like that oh god <laughs> and uh and he was like kind of singing along but i think the only word maybe he knew was high hopes yeah yeah, yeah. And so he was just like hi hopes and <laughs> like, i just got the hell out of there um but uh but yeah so yeah we sat down and uh that they they did finish up i can't remember what the other two they were like pop songs like, right that they were doing you know i i was wondering jeremy if they were gonna have an an mc uh, for yes. this game. And they yeah, did. They, they did. did. Uh, they had they had somebody from the uh, White Sox games. He's part of the like Sox Pride crew, I think is what they're what they're called. Yeah, uh, Jack, maybe... you, you called that out right away. I called it out right away. I recognized him. Yeah, uh, Daryl. His name was Daryl. Um yeah. so he's yeah, he's part of the Sox Pride crew. He's normally in um he normally wears sunglasses, so I guess maybe Jeremy didn't recognize him as yeah. fast as I did. I believe he's a Filipino gentleman. Jer- as well. Jeremy, I was gonna say you've commented on this guy before and you've said to me that guy's definitely Filipino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but but yeah, at White Sox teams, he's always wearing these like mirror shit, these like mirror Oakley like glasses from the '90s or whatever. And he's always like doing these crazy. He's like always like has his mouth halfway open and like he's like putting his hands in the air and like he's making crazy faces. Yeah, throwing t-shirts. He, and, he like, does t-shirt tosses. But but the thing is, at, at Sox games, this guy's just a flunky. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. He's just another. He's just another guy throwing t-shirts. He's not Chris. He's not Bailey. No, he's, he's just a he, he's just an extra. You yeah, know? yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, he's an ancillary character. Um, but yeah, he, he was running the show for this uh, for this Windy City Bulls thing, and he did okay. I yeah. almost wonder if there are like bigger things in store for that guy. Like if he's gonna go, if he's gonna do like Sox games next year. Yeah, I know. I'm sure he's hoping like Chris either something happens to him or he you know he he gets cast on like a, a sitcom or something. Right. Yeah. Moves out to L.A. and he can take over that that sweet White Sox gig. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. So uh, so yeah, that that was funny. Um, and he did a couple announcements before. Um, the festivities began, but then we got into the God Bless America. Yeah. Um, which was like done by like a glee club or whatever, mm-hmm. like on, on, on the field, like another school from this district 54 or whatever. And they did God Bless America. They did it one time through. They did it totally fine. Yeah. They, the song didn't end. They kept going. And Jackie, I at the end I was like, like, so they did, they did it again yeah. basically. And Jack was like, uh, geez, we could have done without that second verse. I'm like, uh-huh. Jack, that wasn't even a second verse. Like, that was the same thing twice. They just did the song twice. They just did it like a slightly jazzy, jazzed up a little bit. Yeah, and it's but they did it twice. It's like, what do you what are you doing it twice for? You don't get to do it twice, right? So that was odd, um, and uh, totally unnecessary. And then the, then the national anthem came on. Yeah, and it was another different group of kids who was like a, a choir or yeah. something like that. And and they had like a giant uh, American flag that giant they American unfurled. Flag. There was another group of uh, kids with an adult, uh, and they like who, the the adult was like conducting them, and they were doing the song in sign language. Okay, so that yeah. was another like fifteen people who were on the court. We yeah, had the, we had the uh, group of like fifteen who was singing the song. Yeah, there was also another was just. 20, 25 people holding the flag, another yep. 15 doing the song. The Both teams were on the court. Both like, teams and all the coaching up. staffs were on the court. And then there were just about 30 or 40 random people just scattered throughout the court. Yeah. Uh, for no, so I don't know if those were the parents of the kids who were singing. I don't know. Jeremy, there, we probably could have gotten on the court if we wanted yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. There was no jo- There was no, like, legit like two, 300 people on yes. the field, on, on the, the court. On the court. Pre-game. It was half, a mess. Half the stadium, uh, half the crowd was on the court. Yeah, it just looked like, like someone vomited people all over the, yeah. the court and then like this is not a visual display that is to be beheld no it was a mess yeah no a total mess yeah it was it was bad um so yeah uh the national anthem ended one of my favorite parts of going to basketball games is when they announce uh the starting lineups but you couldn't uh they announced the visiting team and you couldn't hear a damn thing the no PA, the, 
PA was muffled all night. You it, couldn't hear the names or anything. It was it was quiet and it seemed very distant. Yeah, like it was like there was like one speaker like in the middle of the arena on the ceiling and like you know you just heard it in the distance like like yeah, <laughs> that's what it was like. Yeah. And it's like I'm like I wanted because I Jack I you on the drive up you were looking you're kind of scoping the rosters a little bit yeah and like I did like weeks ago but I wanted to like give it like one last search and I'm like well I'll just um. I'll hear them uh, during the pregame, and I'll like kind of try to remember names and numbers. And I couldn't hear the names, so like I kind of didn't know who a lot of the guys were for for most of the game. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it was it was definitely uh, frustrating. Yeah. Um, uh, so there were many t-shirt tosses like throughout said, the game. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, a we lot. were, but yeah, they were not throwing them to our section though. There was because uh, uh, we were in the ten dollars section. We were in the cheap seats. Yeah. Uh, so obviously the Scream team, which was what the, that's like the Windy City Bulls like Pride crew who like does the t-shirt tosses. Yeah, they, uh, they run out and they're like, "Hey, who wants a shirt?" Hey. Yeah, yeah, they were obviously instructed not to throw them to our section. I, I mean, I had a theory that like the uh, ownership of the Windy City Bulls were like anyone. Anyone with a T-shirt that ends up in the ten dollars section, you're getting fined for that shirt, and it's coming out of your pocket. Like that's how diligent they were about not throwing them into the ten dollars section. Yeah. Early on, the mascot for the Bulls, uh, Gus T. Is, is it is Gus? Oh no, that's that's uh, Gus clever. T. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he threw like one or. I mean, did he even throw it in our section? He might not have. Uh, yeah, he threw one in our section, and then yeah. like he gave one to a cop who threw one into the section. Uh, <laughs> That was actually the twenty dollars seats, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he did a weird bit with the cop where he pulled the cop was like, quote unquote, on duty. Yeah. Uh, later, we would go to find out some like. Do you want to wait? wait well, on yeah. That? I mean, the only thing I really have to say about it is it was funny because like at one point the cop was just like looking at his cell phone, <laughs> yeah, like probably yeah. like looking at Facebook or something like that. Yeah, he's probably texting or texting his girlfriend like, "Don't worry, baby, I'll get out of here soon." Like, yeah, yeah. Baby, I want you now. Like whatever. <laughs> so like. Um, so that was going on, and then at some point he pulls him like over, and he's like, he like they did they did a bit where like he's like, hey, point out to me who to throw the t-shirt to, and the cop like pointed at someone and he threw it to him. It, it didn't make any sense. No. Um, one thing I wanted to say about Gus T uh, was that I'm like, what's what's up with this guy? Because he was like firing the t-shirts. To like the last rows, which is I guess it's a nice thing that like because usually they toss it like because there's like someone some like limp armed person throwing a t-shirt and it goes like four rows or whatever. Uh, So I guess it was refreshing that they were throwing it to like the further back rows. But like it seemed almost like the the, whoever was in the Gus T costume had something to prove. Yeah, it's like he had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and like he was he he threw one to a guy in the first row of the upper deck, which I didn't even know you could sit in the upper deck. That wasn't an option uh, when we bought tickets um, because maybe they would have been a couple bucks cheaper. but uh, but he was just chucking him, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's like got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Well, may- maybe it's just uh, he feels like he's a low rent Benny, which he was. Which he um, is. Yeah. Yeah. He's just uh, he's just Benny, but like his fur is a different color. Like Benny is red. And, yeah. Uh, he, he was like orange. Was, like, he was like orange or tan. Yeah. Or like, something. Yeah. Yeah. Burnt orange or something. Yeah. It, we should say we could say this now. Like, uh, and we did when we first walked into. We should mention that we walked through this little gift shop area. And they had like game used balls for fifty bucks, which is kind of interesting. Jack, you yeah. dribbled one. Uh, yeah, I dribbled one. I wasn't sure if like uh, that was kosher for yeah. me to do that. No, you, you gave a you gave a, a very uh, uh, precarious look around, yep. like to, before you did a dribble. Yeah. And then as we were walking out, I did see a sign that said "No dribbling the basketball." Oh really? Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bringing. I'm I'm setting the alarms off. I'm dribbling <laughs> the basketballs. Well, wait, like, okay, Jesus. This isn't even on my notes, and this is a side sidebar. But I got to mention this because. 
this is really funny, and I, I, sh- I should have written this down, but like, so after we, we, we walked into this little corral, this little gift shop corral area, it wasn't even like a walled off thing, it was just a little corralled space, and there was this like rack of basketballs, there was like two game used basketballs, and there were these like novelty small basketballs, um, and we, we kind of did a loop, and this is after you dribbled the ball, you dribbled the ball we like once, like you yeah. gave it one bounce, put it back, we walked around, and then, like, I looked and I saw that sign that said no dribbling. And then I saw, like, there was a table of, like, fucking scared, like, 20, like, early 20-year-old workers there who were probably working for, like, you know, yeah. minimum wage or something. And, like, they're just standing there, like, like, and uh, I looked to my left and there was, like, a group of, like, three, like, kind of teenagers or maybe or mm-hmm. 20-somethings mm-hmm. or something. No, they were teenagers. They were, like, like three teenagers, like, two guys and a girl. And they, like, had the ball. And they were, like, straight up, like, head faking. Like, they were bouncing the ball and, like, doing, like, like footwork and head faking and stuff. Yeah. And, like, and then, like, I just looked at the workers and they were just, like, looking, like, like helpless. Like, yeah. they, like what am I going to do? Tell them to stop? <laughs> and, like, and I saw the sign and, like, I'm just, like, this is, a, you know, a, a, a joke. Of right. A scene. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of funny. Okay. So a little sidebar there. But, um... But yeah, so uh, I don't know even where. Yeah, we well, were. The, well, the, yeah, those those balls were cool. Uh, you know, fifty bucks isn't really worth it, but uh, but yeah, they were. Uh, it was neat to have one and and to dribble one. I know what I was gonna say about Gus T. Yeah. Everything about this, everything about the experience was kind of weird. It was it was almost like like uh, like a sitcom version of like the Bulls. Like if they wanted to represent like the Bulls, but they couldn't use any of the licenses. Like everything was just. It was like like sim- like how the Simpsons used to make jokes about bootleg Simpsons gear. Yeah, like it was just. It was like bulls, but everything was like slightly off. Sure. Like yeah, Benny the Bull was like Gus T the Bull, and he was like burnt orange. Mm-hmm. Um, like the logo was like a bull face, but it was like sideways. Yeah, it, was, it was in profile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they took the the logo and just did it like a hundred and eighty degree or a ninety degree like you know move of it on the designing software, and like yep. it's like all right, there's our logo. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of it was just kind of funny with all these different things. They they did a lot of um, presentations, like they did like the half court shot, the musical chairs, like things that they do at Bulls games um, but they're just like they're like trying to be as close to the Bulls as possible so they were also just mimicking those those things right they, they had the Jeremy okay so one thing I hate at basketball games are the parachute drops <laughs> sure, um, so yeah, here yeah. they did the uh, the Zenny parachute drop which was where they would drop a, they would parachute down uh, gift cards yeah okay yeah go ahead well so i actually think the 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 parachute drop is cool okay because i remember the first time i was there like that i saw it in person i couldn't see like i didn't know that it was people dropping them i thought there was some kind of like automatic machine that was dropping them or something it was really weird um but like there's people up in the rafters like on the catwalks dropping these things well at at the pfizer forum in milwaukee now it is uh they do have a machine that does they do really in some cases it is but i bet i bet Ah, uh, the sears center is just too low rent it was no we i saw the people up there dropping them um but the funny thing about it is that at Bulls games they do the parachute drop and it's a t-shirt, right? Yeah, most of the time it's a t-shirt. That's what they do at Marquette games. Yeah. Yeah, and so this was like a gift card for Zenny Optical. Now, Jack, you're not a glasses wearer, but no. I am. And Zenny Optical, which incidentally is the the sponsor of the Bulls too, like yeah. NBA teams have like sponsors like like ads on their like like shoulder sure. like of the the strap of the shoulder of their uniforms now. And the Bulls sponsor is Zenny, but Zenny Optical is like a cut rate uh, eyeglass. I mean, it's actually a really cool site because you can get glasses for like straight up like nine dollars. Yeah. When when like they used to be like two three hundred dollars. Like if you go to like a fancy place. Oh yeah. Um. Even mine are considered cheap, and they're like ninety dollars. Sure. Um. But you can go to this Zenny Optical and buy a pair of glasses for like ten bucks. 
Um, and so there was like, uh, it was actually funny. There was a, a family uh, behind us and they were like, they were like in good, they had good spirits. Like they were kind of like getting into the game a little bit in like a fun way. Um, but there was like, it's like, oh, now it's time for the Zenny optical parachute drop. And it was like, instead of t-shirts, it was a fucking gift card piece of plastic. Yeah. And I think they said something like, went up to $200 from Zenny optical and like, the people behind us were like, oh, come on, over here, $200, up to yeah. $200. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, the reality is is that the the, the glasses are, like, $10. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a lifetime supply of uh, Zenny products. Yeah, right it's, it's it would be preposterous to get that much money off of a Zenny order because I don't even think you could get a $200 pair of glasses. <laughs> well, Jeremy, I, what I don't like about the parachute to- uh, drop is that like you, you can't opt out of it. You know, with a, uh, with a yes. t-shirt toss, I can just I can just sit down yeah, sure. and uh, yeah, I don't have to worry about it. But yeah. like, uh, you know, a parachute drop, those things just come down. They might come <laughs> down right at you. But if you don't if you don't uh, choose to like go after it, yeah. the people behind you are just going to be reaching reaching over you. For sure. Um, or if you try to get to it, like the people behind you could still reach over you. So you got to you got to be mindful of who's reaching around that, you. That's the brutal part of it is that like you it could be coming right above you right towards you and then some asshole two rows behind you can just reach out and grab it because he's higher than you yes yeah um so that would suck if you were if you thought you had one in your sights and then yeah. someone just snatches it from some, you someone's gonna get uh injured or there's gonna be a big brawl about about this uh, <laughs> one of these days i'm sure there already has been yeah yeah um but yeah okay so there was that another thing that like they do uh at at bulls games but this was like a slightly cut rate version. Was the CB flippers? Yeah, so I think CB stands for Chicago yeah, Bulls. Yeah, so because I I feel like I recognize those guys, like yeah. those same guys from the Bulls game we went to last yeah. year, and like the the shorter one with like the the long dreadlocks. Like he's the biggest jumper yeah, yeah, of them yeah, all. Sure. Like he's the best one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they each they they each did like two flips, and yeah. then they were they were done. Yeah. It's like all right, you get you you each get two flips, and then get off my court. Yeah. Like it, that seems like the directive that they were given, and then like. And I kind of made a joke about it at the time. It's like two flips and then you're out of here. Um, but I w- like fully thinking that they would come back, but they never did. No. Um, like, was it really worth bringing those guys to Hoffman Estates for this game? And, I mean, like, yeah, totally. Like, were they? I mean, I assume that they they like you know were paid for their appearance. Yeah. I mean, I it, I don't think it was worth it for either side. Like, no. However much they got paid, they had to drive out to Hoffman Estates on a Friday afternoon for like two flips, which like literally like like a minute's worth of like court time and then for the bulls the windy city bulls it's like however much they paid them it wasn't worth whatever no, they paid them no even if they paid them a thousand bucks like <laughs> that, that's a lot which is it seems like it'd be a lot right i was gonna guess like 50 bucks a person yeah like, yeah which would come out to about 25 like 30, bucks a flip yeah yeah, yeah right and like 30 like 300 dollars total i would say yeah so um so yeah it, it made no sense they were two flips and done for real, like they, were, they never came back. <laughs> no, it was very odd. Yeah, and they're awesome too. Yeah, I would have liked good. to see them. Yeah, yeah. The, it, like some of the flips they do, it seems like it should they should be perilous. But uh, yeah, right. they're, yeah, they're good. Um, uh, there was also a uh, they, they would put distraction graphics uh, on the on the board when the opposing team was shooting free throws. Yeah, which you know I'm trying to think in the NBA like there usually isn't a board right behind no, the free throw no, thing. So not, like no, yeah, it's usually fans like waving things like like those boom sticks or whatever. Yeah. So this like they had like a video board and like you know and in college they put up the big heads and everything. We'll see some of that Tuesday at Northwestern. Yep. Um, but. Uh, um, yeah, it's kind of it's funny like they would just show like a weird picture. Mm-hmm. Like not even a like a 
distracting just a no, weird it'd picture be like a picture of a goat on a seesaw yeah no there something. was there was a cow on like a scooter like yep. on like a like a razor scooter yep uh there was a big clown face you didn't see this oh, one, i didn't see the clown face. it was That's like scary but it wasn't even like it wasn't pennywise but it was like a totally white picture with like a clown in the corner like making this like weird face with a big red nose yeah there was like a, a thing I, it must be from a movie it looked like chris tucker where it said like boo this man I don't know. Do you know what that's from? No, I don't know. No, it's I know. probably from some movie. I don't know. But yeah. they showed just these random photos. And it, was, it was kind of funny how random they were. Yeah. I, I, you know what would be a funny like tie-in would be like, fans, uh, email us your like best distraction pictures. I know people would send dick pics and stuff. Probably, yeah. But like, you know, someone can, can, can vet those. Um, that would have been my job back in the day with the Chicago Storm. I would have had to vet about a bunch of dick pics. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yeah, it like I think people should be able to submit, you know, random photos to to be put on the board during that. I think that could be kind of funny. Yeah, it could be sponsored by uh, you know uh, Imager or some kind of like uh, Google Photos or something. I right. don't know. But uh, but yeah, so that was I thought that was notable at least. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one thing to go along with those free throws is what they do too is like they have like so they're called the Scream Team. Yeah, Jack. the Scream Team. Yeah, they were in shirts that said Scream Team. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't even notice that. Uh, I actually never noticed it, but I didn't. You mentioned it in like the fourth quarter. I'm like, did yeah. they only become the Scream Team in the fourth quarter or something? Uh huh. But um, they w- would run out with the, they would they had these signs that say like make noise. Yeah. And they would like it's kind of funny because like in the first quarter, um, uh. What College Park is that? What they're called? yeah. <laughs> I'm never gonna remember the name. Uh-huh. They um were shooting at the far end basket. So every time there would be a foul and they would go to shoot the baskets, these guys would like fucking like bust it out from like back like from the the dressing room like behind the curtain and they would run and bust their ass and like get uh the sign and then try to hold it up and be like ah make noise. But like every single time they did, they were like late because like. It's just like the foul happens, the guy goes to the line, he shoots the basket. And like these guys were probably backstage, like, you know, waiting. And then, like, by the time they get there, like, the, the basket would already be shot. Right. Or yeah. And we'll talk about their free throw baskets uh, a little bit later. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of goofy. These guys were constantly running out and constantly being late for the baskets. <laughs> they did um, this promotion at the end of the game, Jeremy, called Launch a Ball. Yeah, which, like, I've been at games where they've done similar things. Uh, and uh, this was like they put these like kind of bozo buckets out in the m- mid court, and people like you bought a ball and you could throw it out to the uh, into this bucket, and I don't know what you want. Uh, the proceeds did go to like benefit like Australia or whatever, mm-hmm. like the Australian Red Cross, which I thought was cool. And yeah. I kind of wanted to do it just to be able to like donate to that uh, cause or whatever, right? Because it's fucking horrible what's going on over there but like um so i thought that was cool that it was going to a good cause or whatever mm-hmm. uh we didn't really stick around to see how it played out no, or whatever no. um but uh as we were walking out though i will say um they did another thing that's like kind of like bootleg of the bulls they hand out these mcdonald's cards yep and uh you know we all know at bulls games when they win and score over 100 points you get like a free Big Mac or whatever. Yeah. So this, the, there were like security guards handing out these cards, and it said, "When the Bulls, when the Windy City Bulls win, you get a Big Mac." Um, but I'm like, they didn't win. And then you flip it over, and it's like, 
and get a medium fry if they don't. So yeah. like, I guess we're do some medium fries. I yeah, guess. not bad. Um, yeah. In classic me fashion, I didn't grab uh, I didn't grab one, and yeah, of I, course, didn't, I didn't yeah. grab one of the takis either. They were handing out. Yeah, you could have handed both of those to me, Jack. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, no such luck. Uh, but yeah, they were handing out little mini bags of takis, which is weird. Jack, yeah. do you know? Have you you've never had takis no, before? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, they're really gross, um, and they're like uh, they're yeah. I don't like the taste of them at all. Like I don't like um, like tortilla chips when they put like a hint of lime on there yeah like i right. don't like mixing lime with like salty tortilla chips sure um but uh there is this really great song uh made by these like these kids from like minneapolis or something uh and it's like it goes like hot cheetos and takis hot cheetos and takis i love my hot cheetos and takis uh it came out a while ago but that's what i think about when i hear takis um okay and uh yeah but I thought that was interesting that they handed out mini bags of Takis. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so so that happened. Right before we walked out of the stadium, uh, we were... So I did, Jack, I did, like, we were, like, the game ended. We left our seats, and you were like, you want to get out of here? And I'm like, I want to walk over by my old spot. Sure. The, the scene of the crime, as it were. Yeah. Where, where this, uh, like, injustice happened to these uh, Girl Scouts who were probably still scarred about it. These girls <laughs> are now probably, like, in college and stuff. It's, right. It's funny because it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Maybe even graduated from college. And, um... Uh, so like um we walked over to this little spot where like I used to play the music from and it was it was like a luxury box. They put me in like this luxury box. And um as we were like kind of like peering over to like look, we were kinda of right by the opening of like the uh you know, the walkway or whatever. Yeah. Um there was a guy, like an older guy, maybe in his late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. Yep. He had a little kid on his shoulders. Probably like, holding his grand his grandson or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like doing the thing like the like the chicken fight thing, like where she he was the kid was sitting on his shoulders. Yeah. Uh, with his like legs uh on either side, on either shoulder. And uh the guy like tripped up the stairs <laughs> and fell. Yeah. And like but he did this weird move where he kind of like spun around. He never like totally ate it. Yeah. He kind of like <laughs> fell forward and he kind of like fell like one knee down first and then the other, but he kind of like spun around. And like it's funny cuz the flow of traffic was coming up to like get out. And like I knew that we were upstreaming a little bit, but I wanted to see this spot. And I know Jack, you were you. I think I could tell you felt in a precarious spot. Like yeah, because well, like we were, were kind of blocking the flow of traffic. a yeah, little bit. a so little I, bit. I moved off to the side. It was yeah. like a two way thing, like where there there ostensibly is like an up and a down. So yeah. I felt like we were out of the, and like the bigger rush of people had already walked out. Yes. So I felt like we weren't completely being assholes, but. I wanted to see the spot because yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was been ten years since I've been there. Whatever, sure. I want to see it. And the first thing I see is this fucking guy like fall <laughs> over with this kid around his uh, like around his head, and like and like I kind of just didn't <laughs> want to deal with it. Like I didn't want to like because I feel like a normal person would be like, oh my god, like you know. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so it's so weird because it happened in kind of like slow motion a little bit. Yeah. Um, but well, like. I only saw the guy on the ground. I didn't actually see him fall. I saw him like falling. Yeah. And uh and I <laughs> and like and I was just like, whatever, man. Like I don't want to deal with this. And like I heard him say like, ho ho, I'm all right. No, he <laughs> said he said, Oh, that was a close one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So and like, you know, I was like, okay, that's great. But I'm like, I didn't I didn't want to deal with it. Like I just I just wanted to look at my old spot. <laughs> And this guy's like on the ground. The kid, the kid probably didn't even know. The kid probably thought it was fun or something. Yeah. So it was just weird. It was just a weird moment, I guess. But yeah. 
but yeah. Uh, so as far as uh, gameplay goes, yeah, uh, it was it was interesting. Uh, there were a couple of things. We um, there were a few players that I had recognized um, uh, from. I, I watch a lot of college basketball, specifically Marquette Big East basketball. There was uh, Justin Simon from St. John's, Marcus Derrickson from Georgetown, two former players. Uh, but there was also this good-looking uh, uh, player they had named uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. Now because of the PA, uh, the crappy PA system, yeah, we uh, we we couldn't figure out what his name was and, for the first three quarters. And the crappy Windy City Bulls website, which like he was, it turns out he was on the website, but he was listed under the wrong number. Yep, uh, he was at number two. The website had him, but he was actually wearing number eighteen. Yeah, and and let's let's credit the uh, the weird jerseys that they're wearing too, <laughs> where like he oddly he was. Like the only person on the Bulls who didn't have his last name on the back of his uniform. Yeah, there was just um, nothing during in the spot where the last name was. Now we figured maybe he was like some kind of recent acquisition, and turns out so the uh, I don't think every G League team, any uh, every NBA team has a G League team. So yeah. uh, like the I think the Bulls and the Nuggets must partner up. Yeah, so. they have some kind of working relationship. Bull Bull Manute Bull's son was uh, recently on the uh, uh, Windy City Bulls. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and so this Jared Vanderbilt guy was a, uh, a Nuggets uh, property. Yeah, so yeah, so so Bulls fans who are interested in like who's coming up for the Bulls, like you know who's on their developmental team, uh, they have two pretty good players, uh, PJ Dozier and uh, Jared Vanderbilt. They're both properties of the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Those are probably the two best players on the Windy City Yeah, Bulls. I think so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, so this Jared Vanderbilt, uh, he uh, he looked good. He was uh, yeah. he was he was 6'9". Um, he actually he had a good handle. He didn't really take any outside shots, but he uh, you know, he he had good post moves. Um, I, I would say he's a 4. Yeah, um, he had uh, a high motor. Yeah, he had a high motor. Um, uh, yeah, and he uh, so he was from the University of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, so he he was in the starting lineup. So yeah. they announced that he was from Kentucky, and I didn't I didn't really remember him at all from college. So I looked him up, and he only played 14 games his freshman year in college. He was a McDonald's All American the year before in 2017. Um, so he played the 2017-18 season in Kentucky. Uh, played 14 games. He was injured, averaged about six points a game, and he declared for the draft yeah. after that. So he was a one-and-done despite playing uh, playing only about half a season and you know not really putting up that good of statistics. Yeah. Uh, still got drafted uh, in the second round, number 41 overall, um, and now he's in the G League where I guess you know he's played parts of two seasons there. And he had played some – he'd gotten a cup of coffee in the NBA even this year too. Yeah. He played about six career games. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this is the type of guy – where it's like he obviously has a ton of talent. He was a McDonald's All-American. He went to Kentucky. So, like, why why did he leave after his freshman year? I mean, the kid must have just had no interest in school. Sure, um, so, sure. So, you know, in, in that case, you know, I, I would say either the, the NBA needs to fix this, and they either need to say if you're going to go to college, it's to be like baseball, where you yeah. have to do, like, two or three years, yeah. or you just go straight from high school to the G League. Yeah, or they could pay the players in fucking NCAA, Right, too. yeah. I mean... I mean, to, to, to be real with it, like, I mean, it could be that the fa- his family needs the money. They you know? might like, need the money, right. Like, you know, uh, which is a legit thing, uh, you know, with, with sports and these these teams. You know, maybe uh, not so much in some other sports, but, like, you know, these guys have a talent. They have a marketable talent. They can right. make millions of dollars playing basketball, but they make them go to college, which is just a farce. So, and, and, and of course, the teams, the schools are making money off of these guys. Like, so, freaking, this is the argument for paying it is. Players. Yeah. Or yeah. let him go to the NBA. Or just let him go straight to the NBA. I mean, uh, you know, even as, as recently as a couple of years ago, like the NBA didn't have a real good minor league system, um, but it's it's better now. So yeah. hopefully 
if there's a new collective bargaining agreement or whatever, um, they can uh, you know they can sort of eliminate that stupid one and done rule because I, I do think it hurts the uh, the college game. But like this is a guy, Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, if he had even stuck around two or three years in college, he might have been a second or first team All American. Like he looked, yeah. uh, he looked really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it was interesting to see this guy. Like we were remarking that like this guy actually has like some motivation. Yeah. Like this guy has some like hope at the end of light, like light at the end of the tunnel that he can make a roster yeah um i mean jeremy you had asked me like why would guys play in the g league as opposed to um you know playing over in europe where yeah. they could potentially make more money i mean if you get in a good european league you could make six figures uh you know you could maybe even make seven figures in some cases mm-hmm. uh but i mean i think uh, for for a lot of guys in the g league who are like good enough to actually get those like big six figure contracts uh they choose to play in the g league because uh it's like just a more direct path to the nba like a quicker path you know where you're just like one phone call away um whereas you know if you're in if you're in europe and you sign to a big contract it might be a little bit harder to to get out of that contract or the nba team might have to buy out um so yeah uh but but so for a lot of these guys you know there's only 12 13 roster spots uh maybe 15 uh on an nba roster at any time so there's just not a lot of space for these guys so for a lot of them it seems like pretty bleak for a lot of these G League guys, it seems like it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that that was kind of my point, which is like, for if like like we were saying, like the fifth, the fourth or fifth best guy on this team on these G League teams uh, have no realistic shot of making an NBA team and being like a, a uh, you know a fixture of an NBA roster. Right. So it's like, why not just go to Europe and sign some contract? I mean, you see with baseball, like these guys who like like uh, Gerardo Parra, right? Um, just came off the World Series team, but I feel like he kind of knew he wouldn't, he would struggle to roster in 2020 on a baseball, on an MLB team. So he just signed, like, weeks after winning the World Series, he just signed in Japan, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, why not just do that? I don't know. I mean, obviously, some guys don't want to live in Belarus or something, you know? Like, uh, so I, I get that. Um, maybe it's slightly worse than living in Hoffman Estates. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Hoffman Estates is actually like a pretty like uh, posh like suburb, but um, and most of these guys probably live in Chicago anyway. Right. But um, but yeah. So uh, so yeah. I don't know. That 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 was the point. I was like, I, it's like, I don't know. I don't think the like the the lower rung guys on these uh, Gatorade league uh, teams are gonna. Maybe they get free Gatorade. Maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe they get a just a cooler stocked every week with with uh you know, uh, frost, blue frost or whatever right. the yeah. flavor it is. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so, but anyway, um, so like, you know, one of these things that happens in these like developmental leagues, um, are like experimenting with rules. Yeah. They even do in the minor leagues in baseball too. But yeah. so they had a strange experimental rule here. Uh, it was, it was a free throw rule. Yeah. So, uh, depending on where you got fouled on the court, you would always take one free throw, but like, yeah. I guess if you got fouled and maybe the paint, it would be like a one-shot free throw. Yeah, you got it, fall, fall, taking a jump shot or something, it'd be, you get two shots. Yeah, three-pointer would be, or, or you, it, the, your free throw would be worth two points. If you got fall taking a three, your one free throw would be worth three points if you made it. Yeah, right. What dictates a one-point free throw shot? Then? Um, I'm guessing if you're like inside the uh, box area, you know that little. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little I mean, half circle yeah. there. Yeah, uh, maybe that's like a one a one point free throw shot, but I, I don't think I saw any one point free throws in the game. But maybe I did. Man, I mean, you know, we weren't paying that close of attention to the score. But <laughs> yeah, I I mean, because in NBA you get fouled, you 
like if you're not shooting and you get fouled, it's just a turnover, right? Um. Uh. Well, yeah. I. Yeah, I haven't. Um. Uh. So like, let's say in college, um. You know, a team gets six fouls uh, to give. Uh. If they're not shooting, if if you're fouled and, uh, and you're shooting, it's always yeah. it's always uh you're, you're always shooting. But once you get to the bonus, yeah. Then it's like two shots. I, I don't watch enough. And I haven't watched. To be perfectly honest with you, I haven't watched enough NBA to know how Are, many you get for the like how many fouls you need for the bonus. The bonus is one and one, right? Uh, in college, it is. I don't know if the bonus is one and one in NBA. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay, um, I thought you were talking about college. Yeah, yeah, and then the double bonus is two shots. Yeah, so I may, I guess it's going by those. I, I think that it goes by those. That would be my guess. Is yeah, that it goes by those rules. Uh huh. But if it's a three, it's a it's, three. It's a three shot foul. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. So so anyway, so no, no matter what, if you were fouled and you were shooting, it, you were always going to be shooting just one free throw. It yeah. Would just, the, the point. The point. There would be a point difference. It's weird. I, I, I don't know if they were doing it to speed up the game. Yeah, I'm not. We don't follow it close enough to know. Like, has there been an outcry for this or something? I like, don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. Like, yeah. I know with like with baseball, like they're trying to prevent 18 inning games or whatever right. by putting a guy at second base. Yeah. I think it's a shitty rule, but like, if you want to do it in the minor leagues and save some bullets in like pitchers' arms so they can have that you know, less strain when they get to the major leagues, I guess it makes I guess that's fine. That's a yeah. good reason to do it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. It doesn't seem like it saves that much time. No. Um, and I, I like seeing guys shoot free throws, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's part of the game. Uh, yeah, so yeah, sure. that was, I think it's a dumb experimental rule, but, uh, yeah. but it was there. It was, and they were, they were doing it. They uh, made a point of, of putting, they kept putting it up on every time someone shot a free throw, they showed the graphic of like 2019, 20, uh, 2019-2020 experimental free throw rule. Yeah. <laughs> and they put it up there. Um, and it's funny, actually, the mom of the sweatshirt kid, uh, sweatshirt pants kid, uh, whatever, sweatpants kid, mm-hmm. she kept saying, like, she kept saying, like, it's a one and one They get a shot, and if they don't make it, or if they make it, they get another shot. And she kept, like, giving the rules, and, like, it's funny because, like, I don't know if she noticed that there was never two shots, <laughs> but but it, yeah, it's just funny. Like I mean, like she was just going off of like knowing the rules, which is good that she knew the rules. But it turns out they were experimenting with new rules, so right. whatever. Um, uh, there was there was an all female officiating crew, uh, which yeah. was interesting. Yeah, um, that's got to be a first. Like it's um, the first time I've ever seen it. Yeah, uh, there's is there there's a female ref in the NBA? Uh, there's a, I think there's at least one. Okay, um, yeah. But uh, but I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not exactly sure the number. I have not seen it in college basketball yet. Um, although I, I could be wrong. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it had uh, had any real impact on uh, on the game or the gameplay. No. But it was just uh, it was just interesting. Um, yes. And I wonder how common that is for the G League. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it'd be interesting and yeah, hopefully that uh, they'll start to see more of it in the NBA. I, I wonder if they, if it's the same thing with like baseball where like the, those refs get called up to the NBA. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't know how much turnover, because I know in baseball, like the turnover for umpires is like very small. Yeah, so it's like right. really hard to get called up to the major leagues. Yeah, Joe um, West. Yeah, Joe, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. He, he, he might still be uh, umpiring He's gonna next He's going to die year. behind home plate. <laughs> right. You know, I've always thought that it would be hard to be a, a basketball ref. That'd be like the hardest sport to ref, because you got to yeah. run up and down the court. I mean, you got to be yeah. in as good a shape as the players. Yeah, I saw like, like the one uh, line judge or whatever they're called, like uh, like yeah, like on a breakaway, she has to bust down the the, the court. Yeah, um, I always think it's maybe. Did we talk about this recently on, a, on the podcast? But like the out of bounds call, I think we talked maybe we talked about it at the high school. One. Yeah, like the out of bounds call, like it's got to be one of the tougher like snap calls to make. 
I feel like it's a, har- a harder call to make than like safer out at first base. Sure, because you can hear like I, they always say like you they go off of the sound of the foot hitting the bag in baseball, but like basketball, it's like there's so many arms and legs like out there, and like you have to see who the ball goes off. Yeah, of. like, I feel like that's a hard snap judgment call to make. I don't know. No, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, we didn't. I don't even know if I saw a single charge called in that game because I was trying to. I was trying to right. think, but also like the difference between like. A charge and a block and like a real bang bang play. Yeah, right. Uh, sure, is, is another is another tough call to make as a yeah. ref. But yeah, you know, uh, the, uh, referees for basketball can be impressive, especially like when they get uh, get on in years. You know, you'll see some like old guys refing uh, <laughs> basketball games, and yeah, they still gotta they still gotta bust down the court. Yeah, uh, for sure. So the yeah, Jeremy, you mentioned the uniforms that the Windy City Bulls were wearing were a pile of shit. Yeah, they uh, they, they were, were real bad. They were special for tonight. Yeah, I they read were. It yeah, online. they had to have been. But so it was like a uh, color spectrum from blue to orange, um, and it, when you look at the jersey itself untucked, like it had like a little mascot on it. They had like little eyeballs on it. It might have been like uh, Gus T. Bull or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but um, or it was like the District Fifty Four um, mascot or whatever. By the way. When I think of 54, I think of Studio 54. Yeah. And I think of, like, the scene in in 54 where Mike Myers uh, makes that indecent proposal to, like, Ryan Felipe or whatever. I've never seen, uh, seen oh, that Oh, really? Movie. No. Well, he says, I think he says something like, I want you to suck my cock. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what I think of when I hear 54. Anyway. Okay. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so uh, these uniforms, like, yeah, they, like, start, like, blue and, like, they... They go like again along a gradient to orange, which is weird. But the jerseys were tucked in to where you don't see the beginning of that gradient. So it's just like solid blue top, solid like orange shorts, and yeah. it was just it just looked bad. It just looked off. Yeah, and they and so they also had the uh, the names under the numbers on the yeah. backs of the jersey yeah. instead of above. Uh, Jeremy and I have conflicting opinions on okay. this. Uh, Jeremy, you said you like them. I don't. I don't like when the the name is under the number on the jersey. Yeah, I mean, I like it for the sake of changing things up. Sure, I think that's that's fine. I I guess it from a practicality uh, sense, it it makes sense for basketball because like there's less material up at the top. So maybe it's easier to fit it down at the at like by the waist or whatever, but um, I I don't you know that's fine I I don't mind for the sake of changing things up putting it there. Well, and last thing, Jeremy uh, was the uh, the medical attention. Yeah, it was very sure. slow. There were several players for the uh, uh, Skyhawks. Yeah. who got injured uh, throughout the game. Down for the count. Yeah, they were they were down for the a full yeah a full minute uh, yeah. to ninety seconds, maybe longer than that before anybody before anybody from the training staff. Yeah, there came was out. there was like one young girl like who was like the trainer I guess for like the the team and like. It, the first time it happened, we're like, where the hell is the training staff? Like, yeah. we're, like, someone helped this poor bastard out. Uh, he eventually, like, finally the person did come over after, like, yeah, a minute plus, And he had to be, the guy had to be helped off the court uh, by his teammate because the it was just, a, like, a, a short girl. Like She like, looked like she just graduated college. Yeah, exactly. Like, she was in, like, a kinesiology, uh, you know, uh, uh, independent study class or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is what she was doing for college credit. But, like, um, she couldn't, like, help the guy off the court. So, like, the teammate had to help him off the court. Yeah. But, like, and then the second time when it happened on the far end of the court in front of the Skyhawks bas- uh, uh, bench, 
Um, we were like, I was like watching her and she was just kind of standing there and then he did see the ref like make a motion and she ran out. So I was wondering if like they have to be allowed onto the field by the refs or something. Well, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, uh, it, it was just, it was strange, Jeremy, because even when the, uh, the trainer came, came up, like she didn't seem particularly like concerned or like trying to check on the guy. Yeah, and no. a, lot, a lot of the times too, the coach, you'll see the coach come out with the trainer like, right. and like check on the injured player and the coach yeah. wasn't wasn't out there at all he no. was like sitting on the bench it, like no one cared about these guys the whole experience kind of like looked like probably what it looked like when that guy with the kid on his shoulders fell in front of me yeah and i was just like kind of like looking at him and just like kind of not wanting to deal with it yep yeah man <laughs> that's, that's, like that's that. what it was yeah it's like i don't know if they're too cheap to like want to pay these guys hospital bills or whatever but <laughs> yeah right. uh yeah it was uh, it was definitely a, definitely a thing um, uh, yeah, so it was an interesting experience, folks, going to this, uh, this minor league, uh, uh, basketball game. Um, I, I think we're going to have another, another game for you too, uh, coming up, uh, for our next episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we'll be going to the Northwestern, uh, basketball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know when that we drop that. We might hold it back. We might give it to you next week, but, uh, it's going to be Iowa versus Northwestern. Yeah. It should, be, it should be a good one. should be a good one. Uh, Northwestern, not too good this year, but, uh, Iowa just beat Maryland tonight who was number 12. Yeah. So we will, uh, we will see what happens. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so yeah, uh, that'll, that'll about do it for this episode. It will. Then. It will. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us tonight, folks. First, uh, episode of the decade, uh, but certainly not the last. Yes. Hopefully not. No. Uh, So, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Spikowski. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.